Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. Um, whew, this episode is amazing. Uh, it was my first solo podcast with, uh, well, let's say solo remote podcast with another person. Um, and it went remarkably well. It was all video chat. Um, and man, did we have a good time. Uh, my guest today is amazing. Uh, he is vocalist for Ligature Marks. He was in Six. He was in, um, oh, one more band I can't remember. Mr. Benjamin Charles, man. This guy is great. He's been in this podcast before. We had a fabulous conversation. Uh, it seems like we gel remarkably well. Uh, a lot of the same ideas, same jokes. We, we think it's funny. Um, and yeah, we recorded this podcast uh, last night, Friday night. And it's Saturday morning now as I'm doing the cleanup and intro and outro for it. And, um, you know, tonight's some UFC time and we'll get into that. We'll get into a lot of talk. We've covered a lot of ground. Uh, the other funny thing was, is I plan on this only being like an hour an hour long conversation and it turned into oh almost two hours long so that's amazing as well anyways uh, i hope you all enjoy the show and i will see you afterwards mr what charles is? what's up buddy <laughs> how are you my brother hey let me flip sideways so we can get the same Oh, there we go. Beautiful. Is that, is that cool? Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, we're, I'm, not, I'm not doing any video anyway, so they'll, all they'll be hearing is the audio of us. We could have our shirts off if we wanted to. Well, like you do, but... Oh, no you know. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, we can go full. We can go all ham, man. How you been, brother? You look great. I've been really, I've been really good, man. Thank you. I appreciate oh, it. I'm gonna hey. Take, I'm going to take this shot. Do you have a shot? Yes. Cheers. Cheers. What are you drinking? Uh, screwball. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, this is uh, Henry McKenna. Bourbon. You're, 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 a, you're a classier gentleman than I. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh, man, I, I love that you came already prepared with a fucking shot, too. I got two. I brought two, actually. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's perfect. Good deal. Um, hold on two seconds. I just... Uh, oh, yeah, no. Wait, wait. you can you can see me. No one else can, so I'm not going to tell them what I'm doing. Oh, I'm, I'm totally there with you. Yeah, dude. How, how has uh, all been good? Oh, much. it's it's funny you're sitting next to a, a babbling brook. Yeah, it's 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 nice communing with nature sometimes. <laughs> <coughs> All right, properly inebriated. Yes. On. Yes. <laughs> well, nah, man. I'm just I'm this. So this is the first one I've done. I'm happy to uh, actually be recording a podcast with someone other than myself <laughs> alone in my room. This is fantastic. So, uh, so, so you're solo now. What happened? Well, J so, so, uh, Jason moved. Uh, okay. They, him and his wife moved to Colorado. Uh, she had just kind of reconnected with her brother, um, young, far younger brother. Uh, you know, they'd only met once in their lives. And like okay. now that they were both adults, they reconnected a couple years ago. He lives in Colorado. Him and his girl just had a baby. And so now she has, you know, Jason's wife has this niece in Colorado that uh, is really just kind of, you know, new. And so they wanted to change. Both of them wanted to get out and, uh, you know, go go see new shit. 
Well, fuck yeah, good for them. Yeah, yeah. So now they're they're living in right outside of Boulder down there, and uh, you know, un- <laughs> it was kind of crazy timing. You know, they had been planning the move for like a year, and uh, or you know, right about right thereabouts, and <laughs> fucking all this hits like a month, a month, but you know. They already basically have their car sold. They have one of the bikes sold. They have, like, they're starting to get rid of shit, throwing shit away, packing down to put ev- all of their life in a U-Haul. And, Dude, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, and this happened. And so, like, you know, uh, they moved March 1st, April Fool's Day, or April, fo- April, April 1st, I mean, not March, April 1st, so one month ago, basically. Wow. And, you know, we're... Middle of March is when everything started getting real crazy and lockdown was starting to happen. And, you know, they're just like, holy shit, are we going to be able to drive? Like, we, we've already put first deposit on our apartment in Colorado. We've already, do- like, you know, the car is already sold. We have one more week with it. They spent the last four or five days here without a car. Like, oh man, you know, and so they were just kind of day by day playing. You know, wondering like, is it? Good? But no, they went. They made it fine. They drove all the way there, no problems. Moved into their place, like, you know, they just so so. Now they're in Colorado, and they haven't really been able to go see anything. But they're there. Right. And Jason's already working. You know, he was able to transfer his work, and he works. Uh, you know, customer services. You know, so sure. Grocery stores are essential. So he got lucky and was able to transfer stores. And very cool, man. Yeah. And they're happy and healthy and. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, all, yeah. Everything, everything worked out good. I just missed the fuck out of them. Yeah, I bet, man. You know, I there bet. was a there was a a, a level of uh, being able to bounce stuff off of each other in the same room, and like, right. and a check for me. You know, if if it, there was always like that other little measured level of uh, I don't know feedback that you always had, and you right. know. <laughs> somebody, so, somebody to keep you balanced yeah as yeah it, as it were <laughs> yeah yeah man absolutely well how about you how uh things been rocking with you dude yeah things have been really rocking with me um busy just dropped a new music video it's doing really well we will get to that we will get to that all right um yeah uh other than other than no jujitsu and no band functions um Life has been pretty normal for me. I, has I work from home. I work from home normally anyway. So oh, good, good, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. It it has been weird not having band practice. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, we my band we we get together every Wednesday and video chat the three of us and do like a group hangout every week where we would to be having band practice anyway. Sure, you sure. know, and and like we're doing now have beers over the phone and look and laugh at each other. And, you know, luckily for me, I have, you know, my, my setup, I have everything running through podcast level stuff. So I could pick up a bass and play over this to a person. They could, you know, if I have an idea or something I hear on the computer, on the computer, I can play it through, you know? And so we, we have some pretty good, uh, yeah, our drummer's getting an interface set up with his electric kit, so we're gonna try Super and cool. j- we're gonna try and jam over this and like do Dude, something. Let me, know, let me know how that goes because I'd be I'd be curious to know. Well, you know, it's funny. Everybody says latency is an issue, but then you watch the video of Travis Barker and Post Malone and all those guys doing those Nirvana covers, and they're doing that together. Like they're talking back and forth between each other live and all of them are recording and they hit record and synced up the videos. 
but but it's like a Zoom thing, and they're all talking to each other between songs, and then they That's boom, interesting. and then Travis clicks into the thing with a click track, and they play, and like you watch it, and you go, wait, they're playing live in different places, you know? I I yes, I, I so I really wonder how it actually works. Sure. Or what it costs to get to that point. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, what kind of gear? What kind of... Uh, yeah, what are, you know, do, are they doing, like, secure line shit between their houses? Like, that's not on public... You know, who knows what they have set up? They have the money to do it all. They probably don't have Comcast. No, well, hey, I actually, ju- <laughs> I actually just got off of Comcast, man. We, nice. We, we got rid of TV... And because all we really need is internet, so we got rid of TV when our roomies moved, and decided to just go all internet and went to CenturyLink and got their fiber service. And uh, see, where I live, they don't have the fiber service, and the, oh. the fastest speeds are ridiculously slow. Oh yeah, no, we we're we're cruising out of here now. Like that's awesome. We got our, our guitar player Carl just got uh, CenturyLink fiber object, and he's just. He's loving it. I, I tell you, man, I'm, you know, I can be streaming mute. We could, everybody in the house can be streaming. I could be downloading something on my computer, uh, playing video games, lot, you know, uh, PVP with people, like all of it. There isn't glitches, no buffering issues, no latency issues are fucking it's. That's bitching, dude. It's let's bitch. give the, let's give the people what they want. A full internet review yeah yeah well this is good podcasting everybody's at home on their internet right now anyway you know maybe some of them are having to pause this to like wait for it to load a little more so they can not run into us um what was i just gonna are you are you ready for the second shot oh um wait one second let me go grab it all right This is kind of the beauty about this podcast thing is all of it is really, uh, you know, being this way, it's convenient to just a couple clicks of a button and they didn't even know I just ran away. Right, right. Or leave it in for authenticity. You could. Yeah, they could hear my pitter patter. <laughs> um, That's all right. I thought, about, I thought about laying something down while you were gone. But, oh, you uh, could have. You totally could have. Here, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, my brother. I love it. I love it. Mm. No, yeah, I uh, I was gonna ask you, what's it been like not rolling? Um, I've actually been probably more active now than when I am rolling, which is weird. Um, doing stuff maintenance at home. Yeah, I just I kind of kind of just started accumulating and building a gym at my house, and it turned out pretty good. So, good. um, I, I actually have mats and stuff here, um, and I have a recumbent bike, and I've got a bunch of weights, and so I've actually been staying relatively active. Good. Good. So you just don't have the you don't have the physical contact with another person. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So is 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 that uh, w- w- okay? So let me ask. What's what's harder to to miss the the physical contact or the camaraderie? Because because um, I I would imagine the stress of actually physically rolling is kind of separate from the camaraderie with the guys, whether you're getting tapped, they're getting tapped, whether you're transitioning or making, you know, I would say, I would say they both go pretty hand in hand. Do do they, um, there's not one you miss more. 
I mean, the camaraderie is still there because I still talk to, you know, a lot of my team. Sure. Um, so we'll get online and we'll FaceTime and we'll so okay. that's kind of there. So, but not having the getting beat up every week, um, it's kind of a bummer. How, how do your joints feel? I feel really good. <laughs> I, feel, I feel really healthy. Um, not, none of my ailments that were hurting me before bugging me now. So I've been, I've been doing actually a lot of yoga. I, as well as a lot of cardio. So I started doing yoga on this as well. You know, I, I work, I still work. I was kind of, I was ca- caught in the essential thing because uh, auto repair is considered essential. Sure. Well, even the, I'm not really repair, but I'm a mechanic in a, in, in an automotive business. And so I'm not doing actual repair work. I'm doing like lift kits and customization and stuff. It's all aftermarket. And the store I'm in sells parts over the counter to fleet places. So the my business had to stay open. And then because I'm in the business, we're open. And so I've been just kind of like lucky in I didn't have to take any time off. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty neat. It's a pretty weird spectrum, man. I, I know people that are doing better now than they were before i know a lot of people who are far worse than they were before um i mean it's it's really interesting the the shift you know if nothing else like without without picking a side saying we should be open or we shouldn't be open um but just seeing the way that the the tides have changed you know like seeing what what obviously the Jeff Bezos of the world are profiting like crazy but seeing what other businesses like i have friends that work jobs that you wouldn't expect that they would be slammed and they're they're crazy busy. Yes, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm it's, like it's pretty wild. I, I would have never thought that people would be buying one buying new trucks right now and two right. lifting them as soon as they're buying them, <laughs> dropping yep. new money on lift kits, wheels and tires, <laughs> winch bumpers, light bars. Like people are just yeah. going crazy with money right now. I, yeah, I have friends that are in construction, and they they say they've never been busier. Uh, a couple. I, so, what I do for work um, primarily is graphics and marketing. Yeah, and so I have clients on all spectrums of that. Where I have clients that are retail cus or retail businesses that are busier now than they were at Christmas time. Ooh. And I have retail clients that are the exact opposite, where it is the worst it has ever been since since you know. Yeah, pretty pretty strange, man. Pretty well, strange. Well, it's it, it, it's crazy. It it seems like I have I I have a couple friends who do uh, sell clothes on Etsy, right? And they're busier than ever. Well, I, I think the big movement of of supporting small businesses is is, is awesome right now. Right, like, but doesn't it? Really... But they sell clothes, so it seems counterintuitive that people who can't go anywhere are buying more clothes than ever. Yeah, but what if they're gaining weight or losing weight? Ooh, okay, good point. Good point. They actually need to. It's not about just having more stuff to wear. It's reward robing. It's reward robing. Okay. Hey, all all I've done this whole vacation is work out, and now I'm two sizes smaller than I was at the beginning. Or the opposite. All I've done is sit on the couch and hang out. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you a little story uh, to you. And uh, you brought this honesty right here that's about to happen out of me. Um, So. As a mechanic, I, I go through pants like crazy. And I had like five or six pairs of Dickies work pants, double need side, you know, the heart the heavy duty ones that I've been rocking for probably two to three years. 
and I just rotate through the same six pairs of pants, you know, one, one, one day a week, I wear Sweat. one pair and I just rotate through them and they're starting to get busted up and the zippers are breaking now and the buttons aren't clasping anymore and, you know, hole, burn holes in them from welding and all that type of shit. they're the most comfortable they've ever been. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so my girl who is at home because she's, she's customer, you know, she's, she's a waitress. She's, you know, works customer service like that. She's not really doing a whole hell of a lot. And so she's sitting at home and finding cool sales. And so she's like, Hey, right now, because of this Dickies is doing a fucking sale. They have your size. Cause I'm a tall motherfucker. So she ordered me two brand new pairs of these Dickies work pants. I've been, since I was 17 years old until the last time I bought work pants, I've been the same fucking size waist (laughs) nonstop. I got yesterday a brand new pair of work pants, put them on this morning, and the button wouldn't button. The zipper would... Do you think it's the cut though? Because to be fair, and I'm a Dickies motherfucker. Like I wear Dickies all the time, and sometimes they change the cut. Unless they did, unless they did change, it's the same Dickies doubled need work pants that I've 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 only bought the one style. I've never changed. I never go to the single knee. They always have the small side pocket down at the knee, like cargo shorts, the slanted one. They I, yep. I the cell phone pocket. I always yep. get those double need side pocket work pants. I've ne I don't have another one. Those and are the, those are the shorts that I wear. Oh, like the religiously. I mean, since I was in high school. Like I even have one of the same pairs that I wore in high school. Uh, okay, I, I I legit do too. It they are I so now because they're so old. I got I got the pair I had in two thousand six or two thousand seven, and for a short run they made the they made the cargo pant Dickies shorts that went past the knee, the long cut ones. Yeah, it went yeah. past the knee back in the day when like South Pole and all those other companies were making their big shorts and big jeans yep. kind of right after Gene Co. left. Um, and I got a pair of these and they were pinstriped. Oh, I remember those. I remember when they did those. The Dickies pinstripe dress shorts, right? Yep. Like, But they're long yep. cut below the knee. And I bought a pair of those in like 2006 or 2007, and I still have them. They're falling apart, and I only wear them for shows now. I will never wear them unless I'm playing a show, and then I pull that out, and I go, yep, these are going on, and they're just show shorts. How do those fit? That's the question. Oh, they're the best pants. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, if I could send this tattered, thin, almost see-through <laughs> pair of Dickies into Dickies and say, hey, make me this again, I would love it. But yeah, yeah, they're the greatest. It's I, I found that it's all about like there's a particular style of the way that the waist closes on Dickies. There's it, like the, the metal, the metal hook. Hell yeah, has to be because they tried to do that button shit for a while. Yeah, wasn't wasn't happening. Dickies, nope. you guys fucked up. Nope. When, and and when Dickies went to the button, I made this mistake. When Dickies went to the button, you could still buy the double need work pants, but when they went to the button, they got rid of the side pocket. See, and, they, and they weren't the same pants. They However, weren't. However, you can find the OGs on Amazon. I just bought two pair. That's that's what I got. I bought. <laughs> I didn't buy the new updated OGs. They are legit class yep. hook, metal metal hooks. Yes, <laughs> yes. And those fuckers don't clasp, dude. And I went, 
Oh, because the other mistake I made, and this is something that is, I understand now the satisfaction of stretchy jeans. Oh, yeah. Costco has the best stretchy jeans. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They're the best. Costco jeans are the fucking best, dude. They smell, one, they smell just like jeans used to smell. Huh. Like like old 501s way back in the day. Remember the jean smell? Well, that that's I mean that's what I still wear. Like I still wear 501s and oh, yeah. 559s. Like those are my my two jams. And I actually just got a pair that had a little spandex in them. Uh, not yeah. long ago, they look exactly the same. They're like that super dark dark color, yep. but they yep. got a little bit of stretch. Yeah, that shit's fired. They're my they're my stage jeans when I'm when I'm rocking out. Yeah, yeah that 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 was a, that's a, kind of the same thing I did. I bought a I bought these Costco stretchy jeans and skinny, kind of legged a little bit, just five hundred one kind of cut, um, and black. And I wear those if I'm wearing long pants for a show, and on my dickies if I'm wearing shorts for the show. So can the, can the title of this podcast be "Are you happy with your internet service, comma stretchy jeans, comma new ligature marks releases?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also, you know, so that's what I want to go to. I'm glad that we're kind of on the same page of rediscovering the utility of small things that we didn't like. the other The other thing I've discovered, uh, I talked about this in one of my solo podcasts, but I want to get your take on it real quick, and then we'll go to. Uh, you because you what you just what you guys just did is fucking amazing. Um, oh, we don't ha- we don't have to talk about me at all. I, I I'm fine with having just normal conversations. About well, well, pants I, to wear. I am curious. Uh, for me personally, if we're if if this wasn't being recorded, I would still be curious and I would still have questions about the your release of the music video, the new song. I uh, what how you're like i have stuff to ask you just personally about you oh, yeah, what you yeah. think about it not like not like promotion you know i'm not trying to be a cookie cutter here um <laughs> but okay have you noticed uh you know going out you know we all have had to go to the store we've all had to buy groceries we've all had to kind of do the that's out in public late. that's why i was late calling you today man i went out it's just like <laughs> What a shit show. Like, I, I don't know. Fortunately, like, my neighborhood seems to, like, relatively have it together when it comes to, like, how to shop and how to interact with each other. But today, for some reason, the fucking dummies were out in full force. Yeah. Have you been uh, wearing a mask when you go out? Um, It depends on where I go. You go into Fred Meyers or a Walmart or uh, something like that. Um, so- Sometimes. I didn't today. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. So. It's 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 funny. I've actually found myself doing it more going into smaller businesses yeah, than exactly. like kind of larger chain stores, which is almost counterintuitive. But um, what I've noticed is eye contact. Have you noticed a difference? Oh, your camera's gone. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just, oh, you're back. Called. Have you yeah. noticed, have you noticed a difference in eye contact with people? Yeah. And, and oddly enough, like I have noticed extremes in both directions. Like I was thinking about that today. I have had people today, that I interacted with that were probably friendlier now than they would have ever been before. Right. And, and I've had people and you couldn't see it, anything of their face. I, both. Yeah. Both. I, I, I had people that were both and like some people didn't give a shit that I wasn't wearing a mask and some people kind of shot me dirty looks, but it was like extremes in both directions. But I genuinely like my interactions, like my, my, my one-on-one actual, like let's have a conversation, not just to like, yeah. excuse me, I need to get by you in the aisle. But 
looking at people like uh, most of my interactions it kind of feels like a snow day like you know what the way everybody gets when you're out and about in your neighborhood on a snow day yes everybody's like slow down a little bit and they're like well i'm fucked i can't get out of my driveway you and i'm like no man i can't get out of my driveway either and they're like well how about that you know and everybody just seems like a little more yeah a little more here like a little more in the center yeah yeah a little bit more like if you were to if you were to take yourself on a map and you were to draw rings around yourself as to how far your scope of perception goes of what you're thinking about sure sure most of the time it's it spans out pretty far away from oh yeah oh yeah yeah good analogy good analogy yeah i think everybody's smoked a joint so i'm gonna fake philosophize on you hey let's let's both do it too (laughs) because because i'm uh i'm hitting my big fish beater right here and uh and i'm I'm kind of let me see that again hold it up Ooh, for those of you at home, um, it looks like something that might go in your butt. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It is very phallic, um, <laughs> and it's fun. I love it. It's a true steamroller, carbon the front, pass, oh. straight pass through. So uh, it, punches, it punches you like right in the back of your neck. <laughs> really, it, it does, and it is not see-through at all. So there's no judging the cloud. There's no judging how thick it's stoked. There's mm-hmm. you kind of just fake it until you make it and uh look see do. You look see do. Yeah. Yeah. I have to warn people when they're over if you know, okay, that's another funny thing. All right, how do you feel about this? Uh after this and everybody's back together, you know, we go to local shows, we go uh on tour, we we go do these things. Um after we get off stage, there's always a communal circle of maybe a, a joint or a piece getting passed around See, what I, what happens with that do what do you what is your thought well so it's funny that you bring this up because i actually i actually consciously thought about this um i find that if i think about it ahead of time like i stopped by somebody's house the other day uh to see some homies and say what's up and everybody was smoking but they were all smoking on their own shit so it was kind of like we didn't talk about it but everybody kind of understood right Mm -hmm. yep but the last concert that i was at which was tool like right when all of this was going down yeah i was smoking weed with every person around me and i didn't know any of them except my bass player (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) so i don't i don't know i don't know i guess in the moment but but you like looking into the future, you know, three four months from now when everything's kind of back to actual trying to be normal, and maybe we're booking shows with a hundred people or two hundred people in a place, and we're like, you know, starting to play places. What do you? I mean, man, I it's hard for me, dude. It's even hard for me to imagine like handshakes being a hundred percent normal again. Yeah, well, ho- I mean, hopefully, hopefully things bounce back. I think inevitably it will. It's just a matter of the time that it takes to do that, right? I think human humanity kind of bounces back well, from anything that it faces. You know, relatively I w- speaking. oh sure, sure, but but my wonder is, do we with the bounce back? Is it a bounce back to what was, or a transition to a new norm, right? And so, because of this, do we does the handshake as well as like the joint circle? Do those things kind of get phased out for individual smoking or, or instead of handshakes, we, you know, we take on kind of a, a, a Eastern Asian culture, Japanese style of bowing, you know, Koreans, the South Koreans do it, Japanese do it. And it's, it's, it's actually kind of an honored, you know, it's almost yeah. like a handshake is a bow and you lower your head toward another person. 
You know, I, I, I just really wonder what, what the ramifications for physical contact will be because up until this point, like literally, even with, I mean, you know, up, we, we've net shaking hands. When was there ever another time where we ever questioned if we'd ever do it again? No, probably not. At least not, not in our society. That's yeah. But what will be even more interesting is figuring out the new customs. Like perhaps like this little, this little blip in the timeline will cause some sort of evolution, right? Like it'll cause some sort of like, we're already, I mean, like, look at, look at face masks. Like, like there's so so much fashion involved with face masks. Yeah. Isn't that insane? I got a little gleam in my eye when I was like, I got the dopest vintage Ninja Turtles bandana that goes over my N95, hides the beard. So the shit's not sticking out the bottom of the mask and it looks fire. And when I walk by people in the supermarket or wherever I am with my Ninja Turtles bandana on, they're like, Calabunga, dude. And I'm like, ah, what's up? So now yeah. the face mask fashion uh, is becoming a new a new norm. I hate saying that. Like some dude was like, yeah, it's the new normal. And I was like, man, well, it's, it's, it's not. Temporarily. It's the transition. Yeah. It's the transition. Yeah. This is the pod between the caterpillar and the butterfly. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you know, and sometimes that thing's those those little pods are ugly as fuck. Um, are you drinking Bloody Mary? Mm-mm. Oh, it's a mezcal margarita, but it's got pomegranate. Oh, in it. oh, oh! I the side of the cup had decals on it. I thought that was actually like asparagus or a celery or something like oh, no, no, no. running down the side. Gotcha. No, it's actually mezcal margarita. Oh well, cheers to that. Cheers. I like double what? duty in uh, drinks and shots. That's you're quite the. I find you to be my par, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get along well. When we can break this quarantine business, you and I will have a good time. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, so it's, it, you know, this has been making me think about quite a bit of stuff. It was funny. The quarantine happened and the time that I don't work, because for, for eight hours a day, life feels normal. But as soon as I'm off work, I'm suddenly realize, real, like, Oh, wait, I don't have band practice tonight. Oh, wait, all of my stuff is being done virtually. Oh, wait, uh, I can't go disc golf three nights a week. Oh, wait, uh, people look at me funny if I have friends over in my front yard. Oh, like, you know, yeah. I'm inst- yeah. instantly realizing, like, how different it is once I'm off work. So, yeah, I, I've been trying to make the most of it. I, th- I feel you have as well. You know, working out more. Uh, I started doing yoga um, I, you know, I've been, I've been trying to not let my laziness get to me musically. That's the, what are you, doing, what are you doing for your yoga? Um, so, so the, <laughs> it's funny. There's a, I have this like 10 year old DVD called, uh, uh, better, better body yoga, something or other. And it is just so basic, dude. All it really is is a metric other than me to keep me at a pace. Sure. You know, for breathing, because I will let myself cheat if there's not something else being a metric for me. Yeah, man. So, I feel you on that. So so it's 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 really kind of I don't I don't know a lot of moves. I've never been shown by somebody like like grabbing my hips and saying, Hey, they're crooked or like you're not, you know, you're the angles doing a downward dog doing a 
uh, lotus, doing a sun's pose, doing a archer, do all these, th- you know, whatever they are called. Um, you know, I don't know what I look like from the outside. I feel like I'm trying to recognize me doing it, but I've never been in a room with mirrors. I've never done, you know, th- yoga like that ever. Yeah. Uh, well, but, mean, but they I say if you, if you feel like a ninja, you probably look like a ninja. Wow. <laughs> if you feel like a ninja, you probably look like a ninja. Holy shit. Just food for thought, man. You were you were talking about I'm going to pseudo philosophize. You just blew my goddamn mind. <laughs> if you look like a ninja, you prob that may be the title of this podcast. It's not bad. Write that down. Write yeah. That down. I'll I'll come uh, back to it. I'll actually set a time marker for it right there. They're going to they're gonna get better as we go on. I know they will. I know they will. <laughs> and, and then people will... What, what's going to be funny is they'll see they'll see the title that is eventually there, and they will go through hearing all the iterations of titles and go, oh, wait, which one are they going to get to? Yeah, it'll but, be a fun well, game I, for people. And I think, elaborating on that quote, I think that um, like if you have an ounce of self-awareness, you know when you look like a fucking dork, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're doing yoga, like you know when you hit a pose, you're like, I look stupid. This is not. This is not the way that this is supposed right. to look. Right. But then you know when you hit one, you're like, I, I feel this. Like, I'm oh yeah, like, I'm in it. Right. Oh yeah. Well, well, I I kind of use the same mindset as when I I spend a lot of time weightlifting in the gym and like you know you're going to bench press and actually getting your feet and your hips set and like recognizing where your knees are and if they're below your hips and you know shoulder yep. position, lats back, feeling the contractions of you know, isolating in your head certain muscle groups. Absolutely. You know, and so so I, I do use that kind of body awareness. Um, yeah. But I think I, that's really important, man. But I, I, I feel like, a, no matter what, I feel like a caveman the entire time <laughs> I'm doing it. Like, nothing about it feels graceful. Nothing about it feels serene or relaxed it's all tense and so even though i'm doing the breathing i'm making sure i'm moving in you know taking my movements up on the inhales letting out on the exhales and kind of i'm, I'm really focusing on letting my diaphragm do work and all that move through it feels just clunky and caveman-y sure and, and so i don't like, like anything else technique and practice right you'll yeah well you'll, you'll well do it and you'll... i i don't have any i don't have a in-person explanation for what is not or what is clunky about me and what is not about what their movement like that's the thing i'm lacking is you know i get a lot from even being in the gym and watching somebody and their form bench pressing a lot of weight or or squatting in form or or any type of movement you watch the person move and you get you know you use your awareness and kind of Oh, oh yeah, I, I understand now your body moves this way. Let me replicate it. You know what I mean? We're going on an adventure from I love that. Here. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, and I don't know, it's funny. What what do you so what do you do for yoga? Talk to me about it. Tell me what I should try. Um so I I think there's a bunch of YouTube resources obviously. Right. Um So YouTube's good. I've taken a few yoga classes, so I kind of switch the days like you said like having the metric for measuring your pace and 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 your can you still hear me from my video yeah oh yeah you're great you're great you're great cool um so having that metric to like 
you know, measure how long you're doing each pose for yep. Yep. is, is, is pretty key. And plus it keeps the focus. Yep. You know, exactly. like that's, yeah. that's the thing is having somebody talk you through it. Yep. Uh, and a lot of times they even tell you reminders, you know, and if you have a really, really good yoga instructor, they tell you the, the little techniques where it's like, you know, if you're doing, if you're doing a pose, like keeping your knee in line with your middle toe or like, you know, just, just stuff like that, where they talk about, yeah, they the say you should be, you should be feeling the tightness here in your lower abdomen. You should be feeling a strain across, you know, your, your, I don't know if you, I don't know if you drink this business, but, but oh. set, a t- set a time marker to mark that one down. All right. Mezcal. All right. Union Mezcal. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I went to, uh, Three or four years ago, was it something like that? I went to Mexico and we had a mezcal day tasting in Mexico, yeah. and that was that was a good fucking time. Uh, I am a huge I am a huge tequila fan, but when I do, I don't go out and buy mezcal. I usually just buy a blanco of, of a good bottle. I'm with you. I was just in Mexico. Really? When? Yeah, it was. Um, I was there about a month ago, so I came oh, shit. home. Like in the middle of this shit, <laughs> so I like took a vacation and then came home, and uh, and it was just like it feels like I still haven't quite got off vacation. Oh yeah, it's, it's been a weird, it's been a weird transition, man. So you've been Mexico really enjoying two, yourself. Yeah, I was in Mexico for two weeks and then came home and it was like, well, did you go by yourself? No, I was with family. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah it was cool. We were in um, family trips El- are the best. El Sargento, especially yeah, my family, my family kicks ass. So it was a pretty good time. Um, I got to knock off. I went swimming with whale sharks, which was like one of the biggest no. bucket list items I've had since I was a kid. You went swimming with whale sharks. Um, fucking believable, bro. Okay, wait, wait, hold. <laughs> I gotta pour another shot. Hold the fucking phone. Um, right. I. I'll do the same. How? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Whale sharks. You're talking like they're they're You're talking the biggest fish in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, they're <sighs> like what thirty <laughs> thirty to forty feet long. Yeah, these were juveniles. These were juveniles, so they were thirty to forty feet long. They can get up to be like fifty five. Oh fuck me! So yeah, it was cool, man. Um, okay, so <laughs> so so let me ask you this. Um, you know. I, I've heard from many people, and even as a fisherman in Alaska back in my day, I had many encounters with whales. And um, whales look at you in a way a dog looks at you. Oh, 100%. I would say even more so. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But, but they're, they're trying to figure out what the fuck you are. Like... Whales, so a whale shark, did this look at you? Because I've seen sand sharks, but they're only like five, six feet long, you know, did, and they, they're just animal. They, they have no, they don't care about what you are. Did these, because of their so, size, feel more passive, feel more inquisitive? Did it seem more mammalish than shark fishes? No. no oh, okay. It seemed okay. Like, like there was one point where, um, my sister and I were actually swimming right alongside of one and it kind of turned around and looked at us like, what, what are you doing? Ah. And then, but it, then it just went right amongst, you know, about doing its business. It didn't, it didn't really give a shit too much. So you, it was, it was a dinosaur and just a print. You just knew it was primitive as fuck. It could yeah. tell. Okay, cool. Yes. So, so cool, man. Wow. 
That's fucking crazy. How long were you down with one? How how many were you with? How long? Um, we swam with three different ones, and it was all day. I mean, we not all day, but we spent like probably four hours in and out of the water. <sighs> That's insane, man. Unreal. <laughs> oh, fuck! Wow, dude. Unreal. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm relocating back. Oh yeah, upstairs. no, no, you're good. I'm I'm staring at a beautifully blue lit glass. Your house is cool, man. I love that you have sound paneling in your hallways. Oh, uh, this is this is actually my office. Oh, your office that I'm in right now. Yeah. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Oh, it's it's your full production room. Everything you do up there. Yeah, I demo vocals and stuff up here. I do. I work up here every day, so I spend. I mean, I'm probably in this office ten hours a day. All right. <clears throat> By the way, that's a. I'm assuming legit uh, original Batman poster behind you. Oh yeah, that's not even. That's not even the crown jewel. Hold on. Well, well, well. I'm. I. I've been staring at that for a while, and I love movie posters. I have quite a collection. Uh, see, can I flip this? Oh yeah. Yeah, go for it. <sighs> And Nicholson first. Oh, wait. Go back down. A uh, big trouble, little China. That's great. Uh, yeah, Nick, Nicholson first. That's a Nicholson, not Keaton first movie poster. That one is actually pretty. Big yes, trouble, sir. little China. That's fucking great, man. Bunch of horror stuff. Oh yeah. Bunch of music stuff, comic books. <sighs> oh yes. Set lists. Slipknot set list. That's fucking great. Oh yep. Waiting. Okay. Cool. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that that's perfect. Yeah, dude, I it's funny. You have your place set up like I do. If I didn't have my phone in a stand right now, I would move it around <laughs> and show you, but I got Are paint. you are you still in the same room that I did before? No, man, no, no. Since uh you know, they they moved out and uh we we got a bit more room in the house. Without uh, another, yes, yes, cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. No, I got a bit more room. And so in in December, well, like September, October when of last year, uh, when we went into the studio, Earth Ashes went into the studio, um, we said, all right, we're fucking finished in the studio. You know, we're going to be doing this. We're probably not going to be practicing a lot. We, Matt, our guitar player, had to take some time off for business shit, so he couldn't be, like, booking regular shows. So we said, all right, we're 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 each paying rent for a practice room right, right now. We're, let's just, you know, leave the room. We, we, we'll save money there. We're going to be in the studio. We're going to be in and out of the studio. We'll need to spend money there. So let's, you know, so we haven't had a practice room or a real practice in like six months, dude. It's been, it's been Brutal. insane. It's been insane. But we've had lots of good time. We've had studio time. We've, you know, we've sat in there and tracked and, and done music things. It's like just, there's, there's always stuff to be done. Yeah. Oh, oh, always. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, but we haven't had just a, a jam of old songs. You know, everything we've done has been focusing on the new EP come, that we're working on. So, um, how far out are you guys? Well, we got we're we're doing it at Falcon with Gabe. Attaboy. boy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the best. He's the best. That's that's where that's where we did or they did our la- their their last album. Well, that's where they did our last album right before I joined. <laughs> they released it right, it right before I joined the band. So. 
Um, Gabe, they did. Gabe is an amazing producer and one of the best dudes to work with. Dude, I, he is. I've been trying. I have been working on Gabe for seven months to come in here and or even do this and talk with me and do a podcast and he is he he will not just sit down and go all right i'm gonna have a conversation with you he's the funnest guy to hang out with we've spent countless Mm -hmm. days hanging together already dude like you know Mm -hmm. we've had so many conversations when i'm sitting there watching (laughs) guitars get done or vocal we're doing you know bouncing back and forth and the dude won't come in here so gabe if you're listening to this damn it I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him we brought it up. Come on, my podcast on the show tonight. No, he's the best. Gabe's the fucking best. He has such a good ear. Um, it was it was crazy because you know we we spent a lot of time in practice writing our album. So we're putting out five songs. We're gonna do five song EP. Uh, two of them are over eight minutes long, and so one's one's ten minutes long. Um, so so we got some some long proggy shit. Uh, as well as a couple nice, short, just good bangers. Uh, and, you know, we went in there with a really, really good idea. Like, we just played these songs pat. We, be, You know, all of the drums you hear are first take drums. No shit, Rad. Everything you hear is first take. And then everything else we do is to the drums. He had the, our drummer had the easiest take because he's the best. So he just, he just went in there. For, we did live takes in the, in the big main room in Falcon. We all we With did everybody everybody in the room. We did live takes, no vocals, just play through, um, to no click tracks. So we went, uh, we went just as kind of raw sound, raw flow as we could. Uh, m- Mark, our drummer, is pretty much a metronome, so you know there's only a couple percent sway to each side. Uh, it, so did you guys? Did you guys? use those as scratch or you guys recorded the whole record live for the most part we recorded the whole record live for the most part um Damn. The, the, the he did not do a thing after his one single take on drums what you hear is that take him sitting down we did we did one song once to get hearing what we sounded like and then we just went song 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 and Rad. and just punched him out uh and then he was like, thanks, I'm done. Let me know when I need to come in to add, you know, congas or a tambourine or any shit post-production. And then, when, oh, yeah. When are you guys dropping the record? We haven't decided yet. So um, we got, yeah, we haven't decided yet. There's there's still three songs left to finish with guitar solos uh, and then vocals on three songs. So... You know, with Gabe not being in there right now, uh, Matt's actually our guitar player's doing a lot of solos. He's he's recording at home. He stepped up his gear at home so he can get good tracks at home to our cuts we have, and then just Gabe, you know, mixes them in. Um, so the solos are getting worked on right now. All my bass is done. All rhythm guitars is done. And then as soon as the solos are done, we'll go back in when Gabe's back in and finish vocals. And a little bit more percussion stuff, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe some patching keyboard stuff. We're, we're you know post production stuff, but synthy shit. Sure, we were hoping before all this happened to be busting it out in the next month or two. And now you know maybe it's twenty twenty one. Who knows? Who knows? 
well, hopefully before then, because now everybody has a captive audience. Like that's kind of yes. the way we've been looking at it. Is is people are are thirsting for media. They are. You know, they like are. People, yeah. Yeah. More and more time spent on on devices and spent online and looking at content and. Yeah, which is know. which is why uh, I've you know, it, it, yeah. Actually, it's this is a good time. Um, to, are, to, are we segueing? We are. We are making a segue. You you brought up the perfect thing. Uh, people are hungry for. Welcome you. to Aaron Segways. <laughs> people are more uh, interested in more media. We do have a captive audience, which is why I've branched out to uh, include a larger larger audience. Um, and I am uh, bringing in a guy who does small meditation clips for me. Uh, kind of a. Uh, a spiritual guidance little thing to provide happiness in a time of maybe strife and uh, upset. And so let's go to this clip right now. And uh, here it is. Hey, this is Falco. Welcome back to Soul Search Central. We're here for another hour of meditation. <laughs> All right. We're going to begin where last week's program left off. And... I would just like you all to start, first, by closing your eyes. Are they closed? Alright. Remember, you are in a field, and you're running your hands through tall grass. Now the grass is you. <laughs> and you're next to a river, and that river is life. The do I, thing do I to, to focus on is that when you're running your hands through you, and now sitting and hearing the yes. river of life. Okay. Everybody knows that rivers flow downhill. <laughs> so your chakra is like the power part. And there's a bunch of them all over your body. And you can get energy from like where the planets are. And like where the moon is in the sky. If it's in the sky because sometimes it's not. Just like chakras go downhill in rivers, man. Like, sometimes it's not. And you can always focus on the fact that wherever the river flows and life takes you, you're in a field, you know? Well, there's our hour. It's up again. We'll catch you guys all next week at Spirit Search Central. Yes. So I hope you all found that comforting and pleasing. That was Falco. I hope you guys know the drums were live and that was me. They were. Um, so, hey, you know what's funny? Going back to the very beginning of the call, that was on key with what I was hearing in my head, or on time with what that was hearing in my headphones. Like when you saw the movements of my hands? No, the sound I heard. Oh. So the video looked lagged, but the sound I heard from your microphone picking up your congas was on time with the music I heard playing in my side of the recording. Oh, fucking nice. So it can be done. Yeah, there was no... It did not seem like you were behind and not... you. I mean, I'm obviously... You, you were playing on time with what you heard. And I heard it on time on my side. You've heard it here first, folks. 
It can be done. Live jam sessions via the internet. All right. Well, that that uh, just settled something good. Okay, so uh, yeah, you guys just put out one of the coolest fucking music videos I've seen in a long time. That's home, like pr- small, pr- self-produced. Man, that Thanks, was man. fucking amazing. Uh, tell everybody what you guys just did. Um, we just shot a music video in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song uh, name? Fell for Fiction is the name of the song, and. Uh, the video is basically table side at a seance with somebody searching for a lost loved one. Yes. And I had to wear those stupid fucking contacts all day again. Oh, I tell it, it, the effect is worth it, dude. It's worth it. <laughs> no, I, it I looks know so that. good. Um, I did that on, on the talisman video shoot too. I don't know if you, yep. yep. I don't remember the last time you talked about your... no talisman was last time you came in after you guys had the release video at the Hawthorne. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember because Carl and I spent a day like in those contacts yelling and bitching at each other. <laughs> and it was, it was just like, like he, he was trying to get me to do a shot because Carl directs Carl, our guitar player directs. Our music Carl's videos, the best dude. Know. He's becoming he's amazing. he's becoming probably one of the best music video directors in the Pacific Northwest. Like, dude, I I would say so too. Um, man, it's fucking great. Shout it. out to Carl. Hell yeah! Have you had him on your podcast? I have not yet. I need to get him in here. here. Yep, yep. Get us, get us, get us both on here. You'll hear you'll hear how the fights really fucking go down. All right, yeah, dude, <laughs> Hey, hey. The fun thing with this is I don't have to worry about microphones in a studio. Doing it this way has really made me kind of reanalyze. Well, I've kind of learned too that like the fucking Apple Pod headphone microphone is like the go-to standard right now for media. Dude, like I, everything I've seen is like people wearing the just the the either the AirPods or the the regular headphones. Yeah, and they sound great. Yeah, no, it's it sounds great. It's self it's self condensed, so that's a great. Yep. It's 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 an actual legit condenser microphone, um, and it is. Like, you know, when I go through post um, and and level us out, all I have to do is just add a little bit of bass because they're only just a little tinny. If you had, you know, if, if, but, but there's, there's nothing crazy. So all I do is I mix my mic a little bass low to match the tone kind of of there. And then I just boost the bass and EQ after the fact. And it sounds like we're on mics, you know, and it's, it's really hard to even tell the difference between your head, your microphone. And I have a beta 58 here and you know, it's hard. I could have set that up too. So how do you run that? You run that audio interface and then in and then into Facebook basically. So, uh, so, so here's what I'm doing. I, they have, cause I, I have an iPhone and so they have, but even for normal phones, they have a cord that splits um, cause I have to use a dongle out to this junction, but it's basically like a headphone splitter, but it splits the headphone and the microphone output and input. So then what I do is I run my, so basically now I have a, a separated microphone input and headphone output. So I run, oh, crazy. so I run my board out, my headphones out of my board into the phone and then I run my solo out of my microphone and the computer as the microphone input to the phone. So you're talking into my board and I'm hearing it. And then I'm talking into my board and you're hearing my board. Ah, and and, okay. and it's, 
and it's it's eighth inch to two eighth inch cables. You just search for a headphone microphone splitter, dude. It is it is a life changer. Then you don't need any. You don't need an interface. You don't need any of that stuff unless you want to record it onto a computer. But just to have real microphones work, you just need a little mixer, and then you just run monitor outs as your microphone input. That's okay. the whole deal. So so the only thing I have going on my board is your voice isn't being fed into the monitors. So you're not getting a bounce back. Right, right. Everything else, my computer inputs, me, I could play a vinyl right now and you could hear it. Badass. So so it's the whole podcast over this now. And because the internet's so good and because Facebook's fucking video call app is actually, I mean, they have enough servers to process us plus however many other people doing it right now. Right. Like... Yeah, dude, it works. It works pretty fucking legit. Yeah, we were going to do uh, the video release day. We were going to do some sort of like online video party. We just couldn't get our shit together in time. Yeah. But so. yeah, I mean, we could have anybody else on the thing. You know, we could have multiple people in here right now and uh, <coughs> and just be, you know. You can, get mul- you can get multiple people in video chat? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's how this is. This is how. Uh, my band does it. No shit. Yep, yep. You just do a group call with videos, and it segments. It auto segments the screen into how many people there are. Huh. Now I want to call somebody. <laughs> oh, to to see to see what would happen. That'd no, just hilarious. to get some just to get some other group calls on here. We'll save that for another time. Let's though. do it. Let's do it. Well, so hey, let me ask you. Um. This song fell, fell, for, fell for fiction. It really struck me. My my first listen through slash watch the music video. Um, you're singing a lot. Yeah. D- yeah. Big big change from the last record, dude. Totally. I fucking love it, man. So <laughs> thanks, bro. So 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 one. What kind of prompted that? Was it was it a feel how you felt? Was it kind of how the band wanted to move forward? Um, what prompted the the change to just you singing more. I think it was just the way the songs are. Like now, ah. that, now that we're all kind of writing um, with the first EP, it was a lot of Carl and Josh. Um, a lot of the stuff was written before Dave, Kyle, and I were uh, before the project was even a project. Really. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I think now having the input of everybody um, definitely helped with that. And I don't know, just new, I mean, it's good to keep people guessing, man, keep people on their toes. Yeah. Like, I love putting, I love putting shit out where people are like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And I like doing the same thing visually. Like I like, I like putting out videos where we're, where it's different every time. Right. Like we don't have like, <clears throat> say like a, an image per se. Oh, of course, know? of course, of course. Uh, um, I know that that's weird and that sounded fucking cliche. And after I just heard it back in my head, I, I realized no. what that sounded like. <laughs> um, I, I feel, I feel the same way mutually about my band yeah i like chameleon bands yes i mean like i I like i like bands that can change their shit there's a there's a a slam poet his name is saul williams okay um he wrote and directed a movie called slam like back in the 90s i'm i Uh, think i remember that movie actually the guy's an amazing writer and i mean an amazing musician as well but what was super cool about him is that i've seen him so many times 
and and not saying that that we would go to this extreme, but every time that I've seen him, you you, you never knew what the show was going to be until you were at the show. So like I've seen him where it was literally he walked out on stage and it was just him. He did a bunch of poetry, he did a bunch of Q and A, he did a bunch of storytelling, yeah, and it was fucking amazing, right? Like, and I I I, I in no way felt that like you know the twenty six dollar ticket or whatever wasn't worth it. And then I've sure. also seen him come through with a full band and just absolutely crushed same ticket price and i still felt equally as like wow what a show and i've seen full band to dj and him alone to just him spoken word and every time it was like wow right like every time i saw him it yeah was incredible yeah that's actually a really good point and, and and i love that i love it when i go see bands and it's like it's not the same show that you saw the last time well here's what i hope i hope that this sep- this this thing we have happening right now um, is kind of a, you, you know, kind of a reminder that, uh, we also need the people to come see us. Right. And I hope, you know, I've been trying to think of ways to be self artistically more, more diverse to, 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 to do more than I've ever done before, because one, I have the time and two people, you're right. People need it right now. And I hope that bands take this time to maybe look at themselves, not touring, 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 not uh, making money that way to maybe be a little more, you know. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's one of the benefits of being in a band that doesn't make money. <laughs> so you're right. You have to think about that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck. No, I mean, none of us make money doing it. But 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 we have to. But the way that we we the what we do make off of it is interactions with people, and them telling us they watch it, them telling us they like it. That is for me. That's the fucking goal, dude. I oh hundred percent. You know it's. The way bands have made me feel, I want to make people feel. Yep. That that's flat. That's bottom line. And right now, everybody wants to feel really fucking good. Everybody 100%, 100%. needs to, needs to feel good. You know, we're not man, we're not hugging people, we're not shaking hands, we're not kissing each other on the cheek, we're not fucking right. the, we're no, not a, a captivated live audience watching art performed live in front of your face. But, yeah, man. But I you know, I, I feel like for the most part, um, human beings are pretty versatile. So I think that we will always kind of find a way to adapt. I and I'm actually, I, I would say that I am more amazed from what I've seen with humanity lately than I am disappointed in what I've seen. Because <laughs> no, like, 100%. we have a tendency to fly off the fucking handle. Other than all these beings. fucking conspiracy theorists out there. Fuck those guys. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not allowed to get political anymore. Me neither. Uh, I'm not right, getting good. political. I'm saying people are. <laughs> I, this has nothing to do with politics. This is people are idiots. <laughs> I, I I remember I'm having a flashback to our last podcast, and I'm pretty sure that we were aligned fairly. Yeah, <laughs> fairly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. No fuck, man. <laughs> well, hey, so 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 uh, one. Uh, let's go back to the your guys' song, and um, I. Last time you were on, I you um you had hinted that you were working on singing and starting more singing and oh, sorry oh no no you're good you're good i can still hear you you're almost back get... oh, there we go um you you were talking about you 
working on it and singing and doing shit like that. Um, obviously the work paid off you've been working on it what what was it did did you want to sing more have you have you always felt like a singer not a screamer uh what what was the transition for you like to as an artist like i don't even know if it was that like conscious of an effort i think it was i don't know i think it was just the progression it was did lyric writing change for you because of that no no okay no, lyric writing's always been the same for me. I've always had the same. Okay. Like, I've always had the same habits and patterns for for writing since as yeah. long as I can remember. Um, and then it makes you wonder: Does anybody even read lyrics? I do. Good. Thank you. I still read the <laughs> fuck out of lyrics, man. I'm a. I'm a. Here's the problem: I'm a, I'm a rhythm section person, and I figured that out really early as trying to be a guitar player first. Is it was the wrong part for me? Sure. And so I need to be rhythm section. That's why I became kind of a bassy guitar player because uh, following the drums, I listen to drums first. When I hear a song first, when I listen to your guys' song first, all I I listen to the drums the first the first listen through, right? And anything uh, syncopated, a corp- incorporated with that, and then the next listen through is okay. Disregard the drums. Let's listen to the vocals. Let's read the vocal. Let's let's try and understand what they're trying to say. Sure. You know that that's kind of my approach. But I don't think many people. I don't know. There's a lot of people that get vocals wrong. It tells me they don't read the actual lyrics. I'm with you on that, man. But you know, if you're if you're a jerk off like me, then you you write abstract lyrics and weird shit and. Well, well, that was another thing I wanted to ask is that the lyrics for this song are pretty fucking powerful. What was uh, what was going through your head for that? And what made the lyrics turn into the seance? Did you have the idea in mind of that first? Um, what, no, how not, how'd that progression work? So when I when I write, I never really write to to hit the nail right on the head. Like I don't, it's okay. just not the way that I write. Like one, one line might lead to something else. And then as the song progresses, I might have a general idea of what the song is about. But sometimes, I don't know. I, I like writing a little bit more abstract. I like leaving room for interpretation. I like, sure, you know, and, and not saying that the songs, what they mean to me, I don't necessarily need that to be for the person listening. What to. did it mean to you? When you were writing it, that's what I'm asking. When you were writing it, what was what was it meaning to you? Because it, you're right. It is a little vague. It is, um, it it is left up to interpretation. Um, but obviously, it came from a place. So I would say the the breakdown, in the middle of the song, when it drops in, it has the lyric, "We collect what the wind blows in." Yes, is is kind of just thinking about all of the unnecessary baggage and 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 that might be physical and that might be emotional but just the unnecessary shit that you hang on to uh-huh. um that really doesn't do anything for you so that could be the trivial shit that you like collect in your house like i mean i have i have uh, uh, like look i'm sitting in my room room yeah I, right like i'm yeah. sitting in a room full of trivial shit that like i can't eat this i can't survive off of this if i have to right i have puzzles that i finished once and they sit on a shelf to go look at i finished these hard puzzles See? like yeah you could be talking about that or you could be talking about some shit that you're hanging on to that you just can't let go. And yeah. it's not really doing any good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Emotional that, baggage and, and is a bitch. Anything. Dude, that could be a fucking job. That could be, 
For a lot of people, it is a job. Dude, for and for a lot of people, they 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 let that dictate their whole course of life. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when, uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> I mean, so many people are, are 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 completely miserable with where they're at, but they're completely af- afraid to take a step to change it. Well, there's there's comfort in uh, fragility. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right about that, but also. If you're if you're constantly on the if you're constantly on the verge of breaking and you keep keeping the ship together, like you're doing enough work to keep it from completely falling apart, you feel kind of vindicated in the fact that it hasn't fallen apart yet. And it like that's the reward. Yeah. Mm. It's not actually getting out of that hole, it's just keeping it from falling the rest of the way. Right. I don't know. It's weird. That's not how my brain works, but 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 I understand. I've had enough of my friends that I've watched do the kind of behavior that I I recognize. Uh, I recognize the comfort in the in, in kind of complacency. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. Hundred percent. You know. And, and like you've been talking about, kind of alluding to this whole time, the the com- the 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 positives that grow out of this uh, is maybe realizing where you're no longer want to stay complacent. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think if nothing else, like just just forcing people to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And going back to the song, I think that's that's what that's what that kind of boils down to. I mean, there's there's a little bit more in it than that, but you know, just just hanging on to unnecessary baggage that's doing nothing but keeping you where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, what was okay? Take me a little bit then, kind of the creative ideas of of the seance in itself happening, and and what did to I guess to you guys? I'm assuming group effort effort wise, um, trying to. F- what 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 did it represent? I guess trying to find, trying to reach someone who has already gone. What do you think that in your head meant? Maybe I don't know. I think I think we were we were hanging out, and our guitar player Josh had a good idea. He was like, "What if we did a what if we did a seance?" Um, there there wasn't and- a kind of directional un- thought under it, other than it being really good for a video because it was really fucking good, man. Like no man, we were we were hanging and. and- Josh was like, "Hey, I have an idea for the video." Because, so we have another idea for a video in the works, and I can't say what it is, but it's 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 fucking cool. And it got shut down like with all of this, and so we kind of that was originally going to be the video shoot for this song. Gotcha. And so it was like location was scrapped at the last minute. But oh, location was like the key to the whole video. And so. I'm not, like I can't say what that because that's going to be the next video. We're gonna we're gonna. So your so your guys's videos. I you're kind of blowing my mind again right now with the whole ninja comment earlier. Um, your videos aren't song specific. It's an idea for a video that you put to the music of the song, regardless of the song. Um, sometimes. Okay. So, so again, like not hitting the nail right on the head with what we do. You know, I don't. Like it kind of okay. translates that way. Um, okay. like, like, like in the same sense of the video, right? Like you can interpret, you can interpret the video a couple different ways. Like, like speaking, speaking about the, the creative process, like we can talk about, you know, like we had a song called fight like hell and it was just like, I was like, let's Great just do a jiu-jitsu song. video. Yeah, and and yeah. the way that came to be was, was 
Carl had a video shoot booked at um, Cobalt Studios, and it fell through, and so the room was open. He was like, I have the room. It's already paid for. Like, let's just shoot a video. And we were like, okay. So we were trying to think of a concept, and it was like, what about jujitsu? Like, you know, we'll bring in some people. We'll, we'll, we'll throw down some mats, and we'll have them throw it down. And it fucking worked out great. It, Fuck it, yeah, it did. It turned out killer. And and it was it was out of happenstance that that, that went down. All right. So and and I would say like uh, when you're when you have no budget for a music video, which frequently we have no budget for a music video, um, sometimes you get what you can, and sometimes shit falls through and you get something better, and sometimes you I don't know, but but with uh, you taking photos of me? Yeah, I just uh, I see screenshots for the podcast. Um, like, and this video, this was just Josh had the idea, and he he said like, "Hey, what if we did like a séance?" And everyone agreed, and we kind of had the idea planned out of what it would look like and how it would feel, and you know, that's awesome. That was it, man. It's well, it fucking worked. And uh, what was your thought when uh, Metal Injection <laughs> shouted you guys out? So, um, we had gotten written up by Metal Injection um, a couple months ago. Uh, actually, it was it was while I was in Mexico that that we had gotten a write up about like underground bands you need to hear from Metal Injection. Okay. And so we had been in contact with the writer um, from that, and she had actually helped us out quite a bit with press and everything for the Filth and Fiction video. Um, so she, her name's Corey Westbrook. And she definitely shout out to Corey. She definitely helped us. Yeah, totally. Um, she definitely was kind of our uh, our our what's the word I'm looking for? Like our our metal messiah. She helped us <laughs> out, and she wanted to do a feature on us, and so she pushed real hard to be able to do the feature about the video on us. And That's awesome, man. Turned out well, man. I think um, it's, the relationships that you, that you build in the music business are exponentially. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's mind blowing for me that I know you. I know. All, all of you guys in the band I've had multiple of you in my house uh, I've been reading Metal Injection for fucking years and uh, to see my homies and their music video on the fucking front cover are it's it's mind-blowing man congrats dude like thank you holy shit isn't that what we all kind of wanted just even the that kind of thing to happen like like as a kid would like you 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 see your favorite magazines with cu- your your stars on those fucking things you go one day that's gonna be fucking me man so so here's something so you remember last time when i was on the podcast we were talking about synchronicity in the universe yeah right? tot- totes yep so um my i'll say maybe maybe kind of bucket list article that i could think of was always revolver mm. right yep revolver is huge yeah uh like as far as a print magazine. Yeah. And so we sent out press releases to Revolver. Of course, we didn't hear anything back. But two days after our video came out, this shows up in my mailbox addressed to me. Right? What? I don't subscribe to the magazine. So oh. I don't know. So something, they got it. They something. Heard. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing in here about us. but No, but it's their magazine. You wrote Revolver and they uh, they sent you a copy of their magazine. I don't know, man. That was yeah. weird. Hey. I went to the mailbox and I was just like, open up the mailbox and I'm like, huh. 
Interesting. That's fucking so, neat, dude. We'll see. Hey, well, see. Well, well, hey, I got another question for you now. Uh, to, and, and then we'll, we'll make one more little transition, then I'll, I'll let you go. I know we've been yakking for quite a time. Um, oh, we're good, dude. I don't, okay. I don't often get human interaction anymore. So this, this is, you know, this is surprisingly great. Um, and, and I was worried about kind of the intimacy of the podcast. You know that you've been in this room. There's with all the shit going on, with the lights low, with the glow in the back. There's a, there's a bit of a uh, kind of settled. Um, there's a vibe about it. Yeah, and I was worried that wouldn't feel. The way I, I think it's lucky because your room is very vibey, kind of like I like to see things. And there's <laughs> totally, you know, like like here, let me pan this way. This is now that the light's gone. I got a full dude. That's sick. Galaxy that? backdrop. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, and so if we had another person right there, we'd have it a little scooted away, and you'd just see a galaxy behind us. Uh, oh, that's super sick. And then right over there, I got snake tanks. Uh, I got two snakes. Okay. And, uh, and uh, all the bookshelf and everything. No, it's it's pretty neat. Um, and hey, so you you've been missing jujitsu. You've been missing uh, music. What the f- are you are you stoked for UFC tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah, I am. I hate the new UFC format with the ESPN and the and the. Oh, it just kills me. Like it's the, so. Oh, it's to, so to watch it. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, hey, let, I will help you with that. Right okay. after we're not recording this, sure. I, uh, I got your back. Um, oh, that that would be amazing. But I am so stoked that we're getting some type of fucking sporting event, some thing happening where you get to watch professionals come together and be really good. Like Did you hear about Jacare? Susa, oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Of course it happened. They get the whole thing going and somebody tests positive. And I feel bad for fucking... I feel bad for Uriah, man. Dude, why? What happened to Uriah? Well, he, he doesn't get a fight now. because Wait, he's he's a fighting po- Jacare? Yeah. Yeah, that's, no. who, that's who Jacare's opponent was. No. That can't be right. Hold on. Let me pull it back now, up. Now I have to know. <laughs> Let me pull it back up. Uh, yeah, Jacare was fighting... I have the article right here. Uh, Uriah Hall. Oh, Uriah Hall. Shit, I was yeah, not Faber. No, Uriah Hall. Sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, what a bummer. He was fighting Uriah Hall, and so now, <laughs> now fucking Uriah Hall doesn't no, get a fight. No paycheck for Uriah Hall. Yeah, bummer. I know, but all right. the The card is fucking stacked, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'm looking. I haven't even. Oh yeah, Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz. Francis Ganu, uh, Jaren Rosenstroke, he's Sick. great. Uh, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje, for one, that is going to be kind of fire, um, straight fire. But but in the in the fucking uh, prelims, you actually have Anthony Pettis and Donald Cerrone. Yeah, that's going to be sick. and Olenek and Fabrizio Verdum. Both of those guys are fighting in the prelims. Oh, that's rad. So you're going to get to see real good jujitsu, you know, in the prelims. And then you're going to have some fucking, the, dude, the last three fights, Francis Ngannou and Rosenstruck, Cejudo and Cruz, and Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. Are Did you watch be... uh, The Last Submission Underground? N- no, I have not. Craig Jones. <laughs> 
Was it bad? <laughs> was it bad? It was super bad. Well, oh, <laughs> who just broke? Um, yeah, yeah. Fibia? Is that the one? Yeah. Is that the fight? Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! I heard about it. I... <laughs> it's so sick, dude. <laughs> that leg lock game is serious, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that absolutely. Well, that's the thing that I've I've been hearing people talk about Justin Gaethje and Ferguson is. Gaethje is a hell of a fucking fighter. He comes out so incredibly fast, but he's never been put in a ground game. And yeah, and Tony Ferguson's ground game well, is savage. Well, Tony Ferguson won. Uh, he's a fucking like veteran wrestler, and two, he trains with Eddie Bravo. So you know his. You know yeah. his his guard game is insane and his leg lock game is insane, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, he trains with Eddie Bravo. So what he like, you know, it's it's nuts, man. I 100 percent agree with you, and I think that fight is going to be incredible. Yeah, I'm a I'm a stoked. I I don't I've actually, dude. Hey, we could probably even if we get it set up right, we could do a fucking fight companion. Get another buddy or two on this. Oh, bruh, that would be amazing. I, I know JRE does it. Like, I don't want to be stealing from them, but honestly, I'd love to watch the fight with three or four guys and get really reactions. And he, I really wonder if he's going to be announcing or not. He is. Yep. Savage. Yep. He announced. He they announced it island? to. No, no, they're going to uh, Jack, not Jacksonville, Florida. I think they're going to Jacksonville. And they're fighting okay. in Jacksonville. Uh, he said it today on the – he had the MMA podcast with Brendan Schaub. And uh, him and Schaub talked a bunch of shit. And, uh, and, but he nice. had – Rogan's going. Hey, can we hit a – Oh, sure. Hold on. I just got to pee. Yeah, yeah. Let me – You can uh, keep going. Talk to the people or drop a – Oh, yeah. Go. A, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you have a message from our sponsors. <laughs> I, I got something I could play right oh, wait, now. Wait, but then I'm going to be bummed. I'm going to miss it. No, here. Go. Go. I'll pause. Go. All right. Yeah, we're back. I, I figured I might as well go fucking empty my bladder as well. There we go. Fuck it. Um, what were you just saying? I don't remember. I think we were talking about fighting. We were. We were talking about UFC. Um, yeah, more more or less. I'm just excited to. Oh, uh, watching it. Um, oh, right, right. They're in the, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're. Yep. And then, so Joe was saying they're doing it. It's him. It's DC. And um, uh, Rogan, R- Rogan DC, and Anik, Anik, John Anik, yeah. Um, and they so there's going to be no crowd, right? All the have fight- you watched? Have you watched a fight yet like that? <laughs> I watched a fucking uh, 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 WWE like that. But have you seen a UFC fight like that yet? No. So there was, there was, they did one. It was like a fight night, like right when all this shit was going down. It's actually fucking rad because it's like, it feels so old school and so underground. Like it's almost, oh. it's like pride where it's like silent, right? Except you get all of the coaching and you can hear all of the banter and talk between the fighters. So oh, it's like oh. 50 50, right? Like no, that's a, a good point. Cause fight, it's because. Because the cameras will be there, they'll be mic'd up. You'll you'll it's hear so much more fucking pure than oh, it is like you're the right. arena's sick because well, of the crowd, right? Like the energy. Like, so it'll feel like Ultimate Fighter, 
but yeah. act, but actual competition fighting 100%. fights. Yep. Oh. With all with all of like the major production and the camera angles and oh, the yeah. lights and the like. Yeah, yeah, not it won't feel so shitty like Ultimate Fighter f- filming. It's actual right. UFC ESPN filming. 100%. With, oh, yeah, this is going to so be it's, great. It's actually kind of rad, dude. It's oh. it's it's, it's it, like if you are a fight fan, oh yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah, if you just want to watch some people get knocked out and hear a bunch of yelling and cheering, then it's, it's not that. No, this it's is not gonna, that at all. This is going to be some 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 real oh yeah this is gonna be great so so rogan was saying um that they're not even gonna get to sit next to each other to do commentary they're separated around the ring so he won't get to sit next to dc like you know they always do those things and when the winner wins they get their own hallway to walk down and the loser gets a different one and then they wipe down the hallways between every fight See, that's crazy. So, um, my butter, Vic, my buddy Victor Davila, who is like um, the UFC Spanish commentator. Um, oh half shit! The, half the time when he does his broadcast, he's not even at the fight. Like he's watching on a TV in a studio. Gotcha. Yeah, no. and then does the commentary from in a studio, which is like green screen. Fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Rogan said he's going to be there, and he's still doing winners post fight commentary. He's going to be going in and interviewing the winners. Well, they're. All, I mean, yeah, they're in, all, they're in their all, own hallway. Yeah, right. yeah, they're all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking crazy. I, I think again, like as weird as it's gonna be, it's like good, I'm actually good. more excited about it because it's gonna be so different. Oh yeah, like you're like the fight's gonna be the same, but like everything else is gonna have a totally different perspective than what you're used to. Oh, seeing. totally, totally. All right, here. Well, here's a question: Do you watch football? Nah, not nah. really. Nah. Okay. I mean, I like I, I can enjoy a football. Are game, you, let's put okay. it that way. I understand football. Well, okay, but, let me ask this. Let um, me I just ask don't this. give a fuck about it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter <laughs> the sport. Are you another sports fan besides MMA fighting world? Are you a basketball oh. fan, baseball fan? Like, are I am any fan of any sports live. Okay. Like, I absolutely, any event. Like, I, like, I think some of the best times I've ever had were at, like, Women's World Cup soccer matches. Fuck or, yes. Or like, I mean, I fucking love going to Hawks games. Like going to Winter Hawks games is amazing. Sure. sure. Um, I love going to Blazer games. Like, yep. You know, I, I would I would say I'm a little bit more than a fair weather blazer. I'm not even a fair weather fan because I'm always a Blazer fan. But I don't I don't necessarily always keep up on the team. Sure. Yeah. Playoffs. Right. And there's playoffs come there's around. Seasons you pay that attention. I'm more excited than others. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the sure. hype of your friends around you. Right. Or just like, you know, what the team is made up of or like, you yeah. know, like yeah. I, I feel like there was there was the golden, not even the golden era. Cause the golden era would be like the Drexler Porter Duckworth era. Right. But right. But even like the the um, the Aldridge. Aldridge Batum. Yeah. Right. Like that yeah. was like that was such that was a, a good rad time. time that was that in, was in right. Basketball. That was right when I moved here. The, yeah, the, the they were, first they year. were so sick. Like those couple seasons, those two seasons. Like, man, that playoff round against the Spurs when uh, Van- Vanilla Gorilla. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, Blazers were fucking on top then. It was good times. That was yeah. That that was fucking great. Um, but no, I, I was kind of trying to make the bigger. Do point. we still do we still have Mellow? I don't think so. We that was it. That was short lived. Yeah, I don't think we still do. We could. We had, we had Carmelo Anthony for like a half a season. Yeah, I, I, let me look at and see if I can find a Blazers current lineup right now.
And you got to fucking love Lillard, right? Like, the dude has been snubbed so many times for fucking all-star team, and he's one of the best in the league. We have... we. Carmelo Anthony is still a current player on our team with a sal with a salary <laughs> of one million three hundred and sixty four thousand two hundred and one dollars. Well, all right. So we we overpaid that by no no. Check this out here. Okay, have you ever heard of this guy, uh, Trevor Ariza? Uh. Uh-uh. Yep. So Trevor Ariza, a guy, he's a he's a strong forward. He's six eight. I've never heard of him. He has a twelve million dollar salary. So he's making twelve. This guy I've never heard of is making twelve times what Carmelo Anthony makes. And he's on the Blazers too. He's on the Blazers too. I've never heard of him. Trevor Ariza. He has he's a Portland Trailblazer. Twelve million one hundred ninety five thousand. He he's gotta be. Gotta be. Let me see what gotta he is. Be. He's number eight. Uh. He's played last year. Wow, no idea. Six eight, strong forward. Um, yeah. So he okay. What What do you think, Dames? <laughs> Holy shit! What do you think, Dames? Uh, salary is. I'm gonna say twenties. It is. Yeah, tw- yeah. twenty nine eight. Yeah, it seems about yeah. Twenty nine eight, and yeah, then so he's almost he's almost thirty. CJ's twenty seven <laughs> five. I wouldn't expect CJ to get that much, but that's yeah. CJ's the shit, dog. Who that's do the th- squad, dude. That's the who squad does right there. Who does all the work when Dame's off the floor? CJ, hundred percent. Who are, does half are. the work when C- when Dame's on the floor? CJ. Hold, CJ's hold the. Hold on. Th- a- a- Auntie Ben is running low on his fucking liquids here. I gotta run downstairs. I, I love this. Yeah, I'm gonna make myself another little shot as well. Um, people are gonna get. We're gonna do another three-hour podcast, and people are gonna be like, "These fucking." Dorks. I know. We talked about only doing it. Okay. Hey, wait, wait, wait. White we side. Didn't. You said hour, motherfucker. I, I anticipated well, three. I was like, I rolled well, joints. Uh, well, yeah. I I was actually curious because because here's the thing. I anticipated the the feeling, the kind of mutual, the vibe. I didn't think it would be like this. I thought we'd be like having a phone conversation like doing business and i was like man i wonder you know i i I self-doubted and i anticipated the worst and i think we're getting the best so guess who left the ice cubes on the counter (laughs) (laughs) oh oh that's that's great dude that this is good content this is good content Seeing that everybody fucks up, even in this time. So our center, Hassan Whiteside, played last year. He also gets $27 million a year. Jesus, we pay a lot of money for fucking athletes. So we have three players only. Only three players in the 20 millions. There's one player. Oh, no, sorry. Two players over $10 million, And the rest are under five. Hmm. There's not a there's not a player on our team who doesn't get under a million. No one. I'm gonna, ever, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on record right now and say for the win, you need some of this. Oh, palm. But that with mezcal. Oh my fuck, homie. Really? Yep. Well, here here's where my point is going with all this and talking about money and how much these fuckers make. Do you think with no fans in the seats, with with playing to empty stadiums, 
and that revenue not coming in. They should make the same. Hell no. Right. Right. They so should, they should take a cut. So and they should be, and they should take the cut with a fucking smile on their face. Well, well, Mike, that would be my thing. Is is do you all still love the sport? Like, do you really love basketball? Okay, you love basketball. You say you love basketball. How much would you play NBA basketball for? How little? Actually, was my point. Would Would you take ten percent? So take Damian Lillard. Okay. So no, this is this is a good question, and and and. When when we're when we're done talking about this, we're going to segue this into music because the same question can be answered, like can be asked with music. Yeah, I I would never pay Metallica price tickets anymore. Sure, but no, I was thinking more along the lines. I had this conversation with somebody earlier about like, so what would it cost you to go on tour with like your favorite band, or uh, not even your favorite band, but what like what would it cost you to go on tour? Break with even. Band? I don't I don't want to lose money. But what does that mean, break even? Like, break even is in like what you would make with your normal job. No, no, it means I am like, like, like. Who's your favorite? Okay, band? okay. My favorite band. Um, uh, uh, I have a few. I mean, one right now who's kind of. I mean, Trivium, Dream okay. Theater. Okay, so let's say Trivium. Let's say they were like, "Hey, you want to play bass for us? Um, would you you do it just to break even?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so, so I wouldn't. I mean, so, so it, I guess it all depends on, on the shows. I would not want to come away with a bonus in my pocket. The the bonus is getting the chance to do that shit. The bonus is getting the chance to kind of see what that life is like. Like for me personally, if it was me, right. And and if the guys that do it still feel the same about music as I do right now, not having the chance yet, or them wishing to open or play for somebody, um, I think they would do it to break even too, not to profit. No, that, that makes perfect sense. I, but I, at what I, point does that line get drawn? Like, what, at what point? Like, would you do that for a year? Would you do that for a life? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so if if I had to spend the rest of my life. Never being broke, but basically living paycheck to paycheck with a little bit of bonus accruing every now and then, then a car part breaks and then that goes down and playing that little wishy-washy game of a couple, you know, a little bit of money in the savings account, uh, playing that. I mean, if the rest of my life had to be that, but. Every year, a couple times a year, I got to go on tours. I got to play for people. I never had to fucking starve to death. And, yeah. I, and I always drove a 1999 Jetta with windows that don't <laughs> roll down right and a door lock that doesn't open when you press the button. Like, yeah, if, man. If, if that was always my car, yeah, yeah, because it's not a worse car. Uh, but at what? But at what point does that feeling go away? Because you know, at some point it does. Because everybody that had that dream, that achieved that dream, eventually that part of it went away. Do you think? Okay, but do you think that this is this is actually a, a great existential question? Don't you think most people get sold the idea of the better life? It's the grass is always greener. Don't you think most people at a young age get sold that that's a reality? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people do get sold that that's a reality. And I also right. think go, going back to our um, conversation earlier about um, not taking chances and being complacent or letting things weigh you down. Yeah, I think it all kind of feeds into that. Same. So 
for me, I've recognized that the grass is as green as you make it on your side of the fence. The other side of the fence doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I'm trying to figure out my phone's about to die, so I'm trying to figure out how oh. I can plug it in and hey, keep going. Hey, you need one of these. This is a charging block headphone <laughs> splitter input for your phone. God. Dude, every time I fucking travel, every time I get on an airplane, I have a kit like this that has oh. 500 different fucking cords in it. Well, hey, take... So I was all pumped. I got an iPad Pro. Well, I was let... like, oh, this is going to be a game changer. Yeah, totally different charger. Well, well let's <laughs> let's try... Well, hey, just put your charge cord in, take your headphones out, and let's try your fucking iPad mic. Oh, no, I'm on my phone. Oh, your phone mic. And we can just go to that, that audio. Here, let me make a... Here, how's that? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, actually, talk again. Yeah. Good, oh good. no, no, yeah, that's just fine. That actually didn't change a fucking thing. Cool. From from your distance, you're sounding almost identical. All right. Perfect. All right. Good. And if we and if we don't care about video, then uh... yeah, video's irrelevant. Yeah, there's only, yeah. only there's only a tiny little bit more echo, but it do, it's it doesn't matter. It'll be fine enough. People can hear you. My levels on this end are still great. Cool. Kick ass. Um. Fuck, what were we just talking about again? Oh, oh. Um, Being complacent. Yes, yes. So, I would think that nobody wants to have to take a step backwards. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting paid bonus money to do what you say you love. Now, I understand if you're working a job right now or you're doing... I, I don't know. I almost can't even equate uh, professional athletes into this category for doing something because it kind of, you're kind of required to do it. You have the skill. You know, like like I personally, I'm really good at being a mechanic. If right. I had the choice to not be a mechanic and play f- music full time to stay exactly monetarily where I am right now, but never have to break my fingers and cut my hands up and destroy them again, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would never turn a wrench again. Um, you know, so I'm not being a mechanic because I have to. I'm being a mechanic because I want to be a musician. You right. know, if right. Um, but, but is that the grass is always green, or do you feel like that's the ultimate? No, no that that is me recognizing that the happiness that I would gain, I would accrue from full time musicianship, is always monetarily. If I stay monetarily equal, and that all of this is built on staying monetarily equal, right? Right. Well, all we're talking about is levels of happiness. I will no doubt always be happier being only a musician breaking even than being a musician and a mechanic and still breaking even. Like that that is that 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 is no question again a net positive forever having to compare going back. 100%. And and I think that's what people lose is they kind of they want to be the musician but they secretly want to be a rich musician. And so here's the question with that though is that dependent on your circumstances as the musician, like say, like, does that mean that you were doing that as, um, in a full-time band with your bros that you've like, you know, well, that you love 
or what is that like what if you're on tour with uh, as a hired gun with a bunch of people you don't get along with so does that dream still hold the same well okay yeah no that that's actually a that's a great point um being a hired gun yeah i i think so here's here's the way i would look at it i guess uh talking about me personally i'm not putting this on other people um i would think that you would have to put up with in any job you work people you don't like okay is the thing you're doing in that see okay here here's a good little a, a sub note um i think that in work in 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 the in the fundamental processes of keeping a society functional, there are shitty jobs necessi- necessarily have to be worked. Yeah. Period. Jobs, jobs that people don't want to do always have to be worked. Right. So it is not surprising that people find themselves in a job that is necessary that they don't want to do because it's a shitty job. I think that the fault comes into the recognition to not recognizing the necessity of the job, but placing your value as a human over other people because of a job you don't like. Like, it, I, 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 evolution doesn't care. Natural selection doesn't care. The way that the way that the tree of displacement of qualities of people doesn't care. It just flows out. It's a eccentric circles overlapping each other it's venn diagrams and you just happen to fall in one of those venn diagrams in a portion of that like yeah that's 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 the reality so if my venn diagram happened if if my life path happened to fall into a place where i wasn't losing money i was breaking even i was playing bass because i fucking love music and there's probably a 15 kid a 15 year old kid at one show that gets inspired to play bass because I play bass, but I'm stuck in a bus with guys that are assholes that I don't like. I'm not making money, but I'm losing. Well, that's, that is one of the essential fallings of the dice of what it takes to make all of music work for every band that always gets together. Well, there's a band with a hired gun that doesn't. And to make sure. To make everybody find the bands, to make everybody meet them, to, to keep the show rolling, to keep music happening, that is a necessary, and I am not, I am not envying, I, I don't have so much of an ego to think for me personally, that I always don't deserve to be in that position. I hear you. That, yeah. that that's just how I think about it, and but I understand all people aren't that, but I think all people aren't that because they're sold the idea that you don't have to be that sometime. Like, like if of everybody that goes to war, some people always get shot, no matter what, no matter what, and to think that you're going to war, you're signing up to be a fucking soldier, and you think that going in, I'm never gonna get shot. You're a fucking idiot. If you recognize I may get shot depending on the job I'm in, but there's you never like 
soldiers get shot, right? If, if it's it's almost the same as job displacement. And I don't. I'm not trying to really equate the two because obviously putting your life on the line isn't working a shitty job. Like I right. get that, but it's the idea of it'll never happen to me. So do you think being self-aware changes that? Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think being self-aware changes that. I think realizing you could lose everything you have changes that. I think something like this changes that. Re- this is this is why backgammon is a good metaphor for life. <sighs> <laughs> My backgammon or cribbage. Yeah, I I don't know how to play cribbage, but I play oh. backgammon like a motherfucker. So I I love me some backgammon and I love me some cribbage. Both are old sailor games. Both both got developed by sailors with long times on boats and nothing else to do. You know that? Um, I've, well, I've heard backgammon is thousands of years. Yeah, old. yeah. So, yeah, fuck crazy, man. It's, it's a it's a it's a perfect combination of strategy and and um, luck. If you believe in luck, uh, I I believe in luck as uh, numerically appliant as it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's an outward force that applies luck. I think luck is actually just a part of the draw of the cards, if you will. Sure. Luck could also be attributed to um, where you focus your attention. Ah, uh, as soon as you focus on it, it's no longer luck; it's perseverance. Well, I'm just, I'm just meaning being, um, yeah. being open to what you select to oh, put sure. forth your energy sure. toward. Sure. Sure. Right. Or, or sure. noticing pathways when they're there. Well, well, it's it's kind of if you want to apply it to uh like you know there there's the trope of the ex- observer experiment in quantum mechanics where uh, uh Adam will actually take two paths until you look at it and then it takes the one path that you viewed it taking. But if 100%. you if, look if, at you getting all what the bleep in this motherfucker. Well, well, my 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 point <laughs> is my point is I think luck applies only as being unobserved natural occurrences. So. If it's something that you're not paying attention to and you're not focusing your energy on and you're not being an observer, um, uh, it will seem like luck when it actually was flowing there the whole time. What about types of luck? I Can you explain me different types of luck? Sure. I don't know what that – I actually don't know, I know what that means. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to be pedantic. No, like, uh, you know, just the, the – like I have friends that um, – cash out lottery tickets all the time not like you know powerball but like they cash out like scratch it or or uh video poker or whatever sure um it's not my luck every time i play i lose right but like i i find ridiculously cool shit goodwill right whoa okay okay so so (laughs) so here's 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 the great thing about that um that is counting the hits and ignoring the misses you have okay. you also right. you also have friends who go to Goodwill who don't tell you about the good things they find or never talk about the bad things they don't find, right? Yeah, all right. Um, fair, and then fair. and then the people that tell you they always every, the people you hear for that you think of always win only tell you about the wins. They no, never that's tell that's you fair. about they never tell you about every time they press that button and didn't. They only tell you about the ones they did. Well, shit. There goes that theory, Aaron. Thanks for that. I'm just, I, you know, it's. I had it's, it all planned out in my head, dude. I was like, I was figuring out how to master my luck, and now it's back to the drawing board. Well, it's. A, <laughs> you are correct in it's what you pay, you put your attention into. Um, 
It's, you know, we all want to feel we're the lucky ones and we all want to feel that we win more than we lose. That's that that is a confirmation bias of most humans in life. We want to feel like we win more than we lose in some walks of life. You'd call that blessed. You would. And in the Buddhist uh, in the Buddhist walks of life, you would call that foolish. Well, but also, as Buddha says, there are no accidents. Correct. And, and and that exactly means that you fall into a band where you're a hired bass player in a band mem- in a bunch of band members that you don't like, and that is not an accident. You're meant to be there serving the purpose of Fair. being that guy for this to happen. Fair. That's Fair. and and guess what? If you're not losing out in the deal, if you're not actually worsening your situation for it, there is nothing wrong with it. I'm with you. And 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 un here let me say this. Unfortunately, that's my viewpoint. And I mean unfortunately in the most honest of senses in which I I wish I would not have been talked to like this at a young age. I wish I would have been sold a better idea. Because I I feel I got robbed of blissfulness. Here's a good photo for the podcast. Oh, let me do it. Great. That's perfect. Yes. Can you see, you can see the ghetto jujitsu logo? I can hundred percent. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, this, I, is, this is, this is my boy Uli's driveway. Oh, really? Yeah. He's a, he plays saxophone in a band called Ozo Motley. Okay. Um, and he does this thing called Ghetto Dojo, and it's a bunch of black belts that all wear white belts, and like everybody just like gets together and just rolls, and there's no like. So so wait, hold on. Uh, for ped- being pedantic for a second, you all know you're already black belts. What's the point in wearing white belts? Well, some like a lot of them are black belts. Okay. Like you know, there's some blue belts and purple belts. And oh, stuff, so nobody oh, knows who's who. Oh, okay. okay. So everybody wears white belts. Like out, mm-hmm. like in the in the garage, like out back, there's just a row of white belts, like hung up. Gotcha. You just grab your size and. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fucking sick. Um. Hey, we talked about this earlier, and I I'm just now remembering. I never got to say it. Um. Once all this is a little more lifted, and uh, you know, uh, I'm. I, I get you're already feeling pretty comfortable, as am I. Um, with the transitioning into, you know, being a little more self-conscious about myself, realizing my pants don't fit, um, uh, doing yoga for real for the first time ever, um, you know, multiple days in a row and not quitting. I've also not smoked a cigarette in five months. Dude, good for you, man. I quit cold turkeys. No cigarettes in five months, dude. Quit before I, I quit before Christmas. So hell yeah, dude. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I I I quit smoking cigarettes a few years ago, and it's one yeah. of the greatest things ever. Yeah, I quit. I quit a few years ago. Went back into it. I had an injury. It laid me up, and I just took fucking smoking right back up because I was I was fucked. But no, yeah. So, so with that, all of this kind of culminating into this time, uh, I really actually am going to make myself the same way I had to make myself solo podcast. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of this, dude. I didn't do a podcast in four months. Wow. I didn't release one podcast in four months. 
because I knew my roommate was moving, my bus buddy, my co-host of the show, everything we'd ever done. I knew he was moving. I knew the more the podcast would doing more podcasts would mean it would end quicker, right? And so we did, me and him did one podcast the night before he moved. We did a podcast together. Um, and that was the only one since December of last year of 2019. So once he moved, yeah. yeah, yeah. Once he moved, it took me a few weeks of getting over being self-conscious about being by myself, dude. And, um, you know, kind of getting back on the horse again and just saying, I need to create content and I, I I miss it for me. Um, right. You know, so now that I'm doing this, this has re-sparked me. This has invigorated me. It's made me think of new characters. It's made me want to create more. It also makes me want to take you up on your offer and come to your little practice gym and roll with you. Anytime. Anytime, brother. Because I, I, it, it's really changed. Dude, the fact that my pants didn't fit and we were doing a podcast today, <laughs> we were doing a podcast tonight and my pant, I woke up this morning and my pants didn't fit and I knew I was going to be talking to you made me go synchronicity. Synchronicity, man. <laughs> it's a weird thing. But anytime you want to come roll, brother, anytime. I love that. I love I'm that. I'm sure I can find you a gi that fits you somewhere. Okay. Well, hey, I'm going to uh, end this recording. Don't quite go anywhere. All right. Um, and then let's talk about, uh, real quick before we actually do hang up. Well, actually here, don't go anywhere. Let me just, uh, end this. And for all you guys out there listening to a journey through time and stuff, uh, Ben, my buddy, thank you for being on the show. No, oh, man. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. This has been These are always fun. And it's amazing how, how much time we kill so quickly. I'm like, well, yeah, shit, we've already done a couple hours. That's what I mean. I have an hour and 51 minutes of record time on the, <laughs> on the tape right now. So, so, it, and, and I was like, I don't know if we'll even make an hour with me when I thought about this morning. I know this was was fun, man. It was, let's do this again. And I, and, uh, we may have something coming up for everybody, but we'll talk about it anyways, bro. I love you. Have a great night. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. All right. And everybody, that is the episode. I am back. I hope you enjoyed it. I did, um, as well. Now, uh, Time for y'all to go and enjoy your Saturday afternoons, maybe watch some UFC fights tonight, maybe, uh, you know, go out and play in the parks if your parks are open, maybe go for a walk, do something with your family, clean up your backyard, that's what I'm going to be doing all day long, and uh, I will be back at you guys again soon um, with another episode with some other fucking awesome person because I'm going to be doing this for quite some time now. Um, as it seems, I'm probably not going to have anybody back in the studio for at least another month or two, but that is plenty of episodes to do and have with guests remotely. So I'll be bringing you a bunch of our old guests, some new people as well, and, uh, you know, all that normal shit. But for now, I bid you all adieu. I bid you farewell. Uh, I bid you to keep gargling balls and keep driving like you know each other.